Wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where a few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us today as we explore wisdom on our second millennium of podcast. This is day 1048 of our trek and time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on this trek called life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer the questions you would like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like the opportunity to ask Dad or Gramps questions about life in many areas. Understanding ourselves better and how others may interpret life through their paradigm will allow us to interact with each other with more love and compassion. This can be achieved by utilizing a profound tool called the Enneagram. The tool that we refer to as the Enneagram is a circle with nine interconnected points. Inia refers to nine, and Graham refers to a drawing. Check out today or a prior week's wisdom journal for a representation of it. Since many people attempt to set goals at the beginning of the year, I have included a fun Enneagram goal-setting guide in today's notes. It does a good job of representing how each type handles their goal from a humorous perspective. For additional insights, I also recommend the book, The Road Back to You, written by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabile. It is an excellent book about the Enneagram journey to self-discovery from a Christian perspective. Many weeks ago, we concluded our deep dive into the nine personality types, which are the reformer, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. Ten weeks ago, we began a series of episodes on the type combinations. What are the potential relationship benefits and issues with each combination? Covering all 45 different potential type combinations will take 15 weeks, but will be valuable in understanding each other, regardless of what type you are and what type those that you interact with. Since we are exploring the Enneagram in detail, I would also recommend reading the Wisdom Journals each Friday to see the diagrams presented each week. And as helpful as the Enneagram is, keep in mind though, it is still only a tool and cannot replace nor usurp the precepts that are found in God's Word. We are responsible for every decision and action that we make in life, and we must be sure that they align with God's precepts. So the questions we've been asking for several weeks now is, Hey Gramps, why do people act or react to situations and circumstances in life so differently? How can I gain wisdom to better understand myself and others so that I can love, serve, and minister to them on a deeper level? So let's jump in today on the Enneagram type combinations. And today we'll first cover the Enneagram type 5, the investigator, with the Enneagram type 5, the investigator. What each type brings to the relationship. As with all double type relationships, two Enneagram 5s generally bring the same qualities to each other. Therein lies both a main source of attraction as well as one of the main pitfalls. 
Thus, the level of health of each person is especially important for these type of relationships as they are dominant instincts. To a five, another five is virtually his or her ideal perfect companion. Someone who is well-informed, intellectually stimulating, independent, imaginative, but quiet, unless it's about some subject of mutual interest. They are also fact-oriented, as opposed to being utterly emotional or subjective. They're non-intrusive and always ready for a good debate or a good movie. Since they do not wish to be controlled in any way, or even for people to know too much about them, fives give a great deal of personal and emotional space to each other. It may be weeks or even months before both see the insides of each other's homes. They value tactfulness and would never knowingly put people on the spot for personal information or to make personal demand on anyone for favors. Distance, respect, courtesy, good boundaries, few demands, and no expectations are hallmarks of the double five pairing. Of course, fives can be curious about each other and their private lives, but there is a great deal of resistance to take the initiative where personal matters are at stake. Some fives are more forward socially, but their experience is somewhat like the mating of shy and prickly animals. Unless the other finds a way to hold on to the five, the five is soon off again. Two fives, as a pair, they must quickly learn how to balance the independence they require with a degree of intimacy and personal sharing and self-disclosure required to establish meaningful relationships. In most cases, this does take a while. Although once fives have found someone whom they feel comfortable, they can become quickly but still secretly attached. Long silences and breaks are punctuated by intense bursts of communications. The meetings of their minds does not have to be full with words. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues with two fives? Double five pairing can suffer from over-intellectualizing their relationship, approaching each other analytically rather than as someone to be felt or identified within a more emotional and subjective way. They also tend to compartmentalize their lives together, as they do with their own lives. They draw boundaries around your world and my world. Both parties can begin to become secretive and to lead something of a double life, consciously withholding information about themselves and their activities from the other out of fear of being engulfed by them, and from deep-seated resistance to sharing themselves or merging with someone. Double five pairs can also become argumentative and competitive, getting into a pattern of intellectually bickering over fine points and ultimately trivial details. But since intellectual prowess is highly priced in fives, there may be one or more areas in which competitiveness and intellectual showing off at the expense of the other begins to take place. The main problem with most double fives pairs is too much emotional distance and resistance to express oneself, which can erode intimacy in their lives. They each become too private and run the risk of becoming isolated from each other. They can deteriorate into a professional association connected by respect for the other's competency and other positive qualities, but any emotional connection may eventually get lost, if it was ever established in the first place. A kind of dryness and indifference about the possibility of finding a satisfactory rapport comes over them, and eventually even a final cutting off of all wanting of such things. Fives can drift apart, burying themselves ever more deeply into their work or other intellectual hobbies while still living together. 
Eventually, fights live without any hope or expectation that the other could break through to them or that they would ever want to break out of their own detached shell. Couples such as this can deteriorate into eccentric recluses, cutting off themselves and from the world around them. Now let's move on to our next type combination, which is the Enneagram Type 5, the Investigator, with the Enneagram Type 6, the Loyalist. What each type brings to the relationship. Both the Enneagram 5s and 6s are mental types, although there is significant differences. Both have respect for the intellectual acumen of the other and the expertise and technical mastery that the others possess. They may well begin the relationship as a colleague or by sharing the same professional area of interest, which forms the basis of a friendship and eventually something more intimate. Both types respect detail, factual objectivity and accuracy, craftsmanship, and the ability to analyze situations without inserting personal opinion or biases. As a pair, fives and sixes can be highly effective in dealing with crisis because both are attuned to danger and to bringing their expertise in to solve the problem. Fives also offer emotional calm, detached objectivity, observation skills, and an unusual and penetrating curiosity, and they are unwilling to settle for the easy answers. Sixes bring strongly held values and ideas that make them less objective than the fives, although they are more passionate. The very emotional reactivity, including anxiety and fear, gives the sixes more a sympathetic human quality. Sixes are more openly unsure of themselves and often look to authorities of some kind, including the fives which they trust, who gives them guidance and advice. Fives tend to be sure of their ability to think for themselves and to entertain new ideas. Fives also tend to be more skeptical and rejecting of authority. Fives are accepting of sixes changing needs for independence with a connection. They are also patient of the sixes vacillations. The devotion of the sixes and understanding caring can break through the fives tendency to isolate. Thus fives and sixes as a pair tend to have a symbiotic intelligent relationship which contains doubt and decision, questions and answers, problems solved and problems discovered that can be endlessly stimulating to them. In any event, for a relationship between the two opposite head types to work, there must be a tested and unshakable trust between them. They may often come to different conclusions, but they at least know that their hearts and minds are in the right place. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues between the Enneagram Type 5 and the Enneagram Type 6? The potential trouble spots between 5s and 6s have already been hinted to above. In short, Fives and sixes tend to think in diametrically opposite ways and often are on the opposite side of the fence in their conclusions. There will be a good deal of intellectual and emotional tension between them, for better or for worse. Sixes tend to look at precedents for guidance and how to proceed. They also tend to be guided by rules and procedures and protocols, building their argument and marshalling their facts meticulously, if sometimes ponderously, so that they can feel unassailable. Fives tend to take on a greater intellectual leaps of imagination and to consider less or not at all what has been received wisdom or common consensus of opinion. Once trust and communication breaks down between fives and sixes, fives tend to begin to see sixes as too conservative and indecisive in their thinking and actions. 
Sixes get nervous about making mistakes and do not want to be criticized, much less ostracized for their efforts. They can seem to be prejudiced and not open-minded, petty and political, playing favorites and trying to please authorities rather than to seek the objective truth. To sixes, fives can seem excessively independent, unwilling and constitutionally unable to work within a system or a group. Sixes feel that fives are needlessly provocative and have useless strange ideas that are impractical and a waste of time. Sixes want to build security by having something clear to believe in. Fives want to find objective facts, whether or not it makes them feel secure. Fives do not need sixes' discouraging wet blanket approach. Sixes do not need fives' endless vivid imagination for darkness and catastrophes. Each can feed on each other's sense of powerlessness and hopelessness. Five see sixes as close-minded drudges and fanatics, whereas sixes see fives as weird, isolated, and hopelessly impractical. Without intentionality and hard work, this pair of emotional opposites might feel that they are better off as colleagues and intimate partners. One wants to put out fires, the other wants to play with the matches. And let's move on to our next combination type today, which is the Enneagram 5, the Investigator, with the Enneagram Type 7, the Enthusiast. What each type brings to the relationship. Since they are both thinking types, Enneagram 5s and 7s both bring a lot of mental energy and appreciation for ideas to the relationship. Their approach is complementary and reciprocal. Each one brings something that the other does not have. On the positive side, fives bring depth, clarity of observation, insight into the objective state of affairs, independence and self-reliance, and often a wonderfully offbeat, whimsical sense of humor. It almost goes without saying that they have quick minds and love knowledge and intellectual pursuits. Sevens, on the other hand, bring quickness not only to the mind but also to the spirit, ready to do almost anything at a moment's notice from going to a movie to booking a round-the-world trip, from moving furniture across the room to moving their home to another state. Sevens are independent, although they like to have a few people around them join in the fun and to add to their celebratory happy feeling that they are always looking for in their lives. They tend to be generous and extravagant, optimistic, gregarious, and outgoing with strangers, and they're often considered the life of the party. Fives tend to be somewhat more frugal with money and resources. Seldom do they spend much on themselves, unlike sevens. Fives also tend to be private around strangers, although they can be very funny once they get to know you and feel secure. Fives can ground and deepen sevens, giving them permission to take themselves and their interests more seriously, to focus their energies, and to stay with things until they actually pay off. Sevens get fives to try new experiences and to make more social contacts. They may also run interference for the fives in a social setting. Both like conversation and ideas, and they love to explore new realms together. In short, this is a mixture of opposites with very different attitudes about how to enjoy themselves and how to be fulfilled in the world. Fives say, life is short, don't expect too much. Sevens say, life is short, let's try it all. Both attitudes are true and can usefully balance each other. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues between the Enneagram Type 5 and the Enneagram Type 7? Fives tend to minimize their needs and their expectations of life, 
particularly whenever they are under more stress. They tend to see things in terms of scarcity and of being personally unprepared to meet the demands of the world. The result is that as pressure increases on them, fights tend to withdraw and detach emotionally from everyone around them, and ultimately, even from themselves. They become more reclusive, isolated, disembodied minds who are difficult to break through to, much less engage in constructive action. This pattern is very difficult for the sevens, for whom quick action and multiple escape routes are the norm. As pressure increases on them, sevens go into hyperdrive, going more places, doing more things, talking more, getting more advice, gossiping about their relationship problems, and possibly turning to substance abuse to control their mounting anxiety and sadness. These problems only make fives withdraw further and become frightened of someone who they see as out of control. In the lower levels, fives can see sevens as two escapists, superficial, intrusive, and coarse. The sevens want the fives to be more fun so that their experiences will be more positive. Sevens embarrasses the fives by being too effusive and glib. On the other hand, sevens think that fives are cold and unresponsive. Conflict with each other's style make them both dig in their heels. Sevens become more demanding and pushy, whereas fives become more withdrawn and uncooperative. Sevens may act out to get the fives' attention, but they may go too far, causing fives to close the door. A lack of trust and difficulty in finding a safe common ground to work out their differences makes things worse and both types tend to take extreme, well-defended positions. That covers the 11th group of three for a total of 33 out of the 45 type combinations. We will continue each week to look at three additional combinations as we work our way through all the numbers. Regardless of your personality type or the personality of type of those you interact with either online or in person, we must follow God's word as we are told in John chapter 13 verses 34 and 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And also in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Join us again next Friday as we explore further the Enneagram on our Ask Gramp episodes. We will continue to explore type combinations and how best to maintain meaningful and productive relationships with each other. The information that we discover will allow us to unlock who we are as we travel on this trek of life and as we discover more about ourselves and others that we impact for God's kingdom. I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable in living a rich and satisfying life. Our next trek will be Meditation Monday, where we will help you to reflect on those most important areas of life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 1,047 daily treks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Wisdom Trek on your favorite podcast player so that each day will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly... I am your friend, as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. 
And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.